This week we observe the week of prayer for church unity, um, and this gospel that we have today is one of these, one of the key texts that is always used talking about um, ecumenism um, and how the Lord would want all of His followers to be one. Because yes, of course, there are many different strands of Christianity and many varying traditions and the histories that have um, brought them all about. But it's so clear when we when we hear Jesus praying this prayer, um, speaking to the Father at the Last Supper, just before he's about to go to his death, really pouring out his heart, and we can see how much he desires that all of those whom he loves would be one together. Um, he, says, he says that they would be one about four times in that first paragraph alone, um, that they would be one, that I want them to be one, I want my followers to be one, I want them to love one another as I have loved you, as you've loved me, Father, I want them to be one. Um, you can see how, how deep a desire this is for Jesus. Um, and it makes perfect sense to us that if we're all um, have our hearts set on the Lord, we're giving our lives to follow him, that we would love one another. Um, even if we might have different liturgical styles or different music or slight differences in theology or ecclesiology, um, our, our faith is not primarily about our ecclesiology or the particular liturgical style that we use, it's about following Jesus. And if my heart's set on Jesus and your heart's set on Jesus, then surely we would be able to love one another. This is the Lord's heart for us, for all Christians across the world, whatever type of Christian they may be. Um, so it's a beautiful thing that we can come together and pray, um, pray for this grace um, for the whole world. And there's incredible work that has been done, particularly in the last century, the ecumenical movement has, has taken great leaps and bounds in terms of reconciling much of the, the wounds and the rifts between these different streams of Christianity. Um, and I'm sure that Jesus' heart is greatly consoled by seeing the way that people can come together and pray. And particularly um, this week in Whitehorse, there's been prayer gatherings happening each night of the week. Um, Father Dan and Father Justin went last night to Uni Hill Church down the road and were praying with brothers and sisters um, from our different Christian faiths across Whitehorse, um, praying that Jesus' desire would come about in our day. That it is God's heart is one great motivation for us to work towards ecumenism, towards Christian unity. But another um, great uh, motivator for that is the scandal that we can give um, because of our disunity. Um, if we're trying to share with the world the great news of how wonderful it is to know Jesus, and they're looking at us and going, oh, well, if <laughs> you guys can't even love one another because you're a Christian and you're a Christian, even though you're a Catholic and you're a something else, um, then we're not giving a very good witness. And we see something of an example of that in our first reading when this is, of course, differences in Judaism, not Christianity. But Paul is um, arrested and on trial because the Jews are complaining about him preaching in the name of Jesus. But he realizes this disunity amongst the Jews who are accusing him. He realizes that, and yes, there were a bunch of different sects, different strains of Judaism at the time. Um, he realizes that there's a party of Pharisees and a party of Sadducees, and that they disagree on a few fundamental things. So Paul is just able to drive a wedge between them, and then suddenly the Pharisees turn and they're on his side. 
And then the Roman tribune is like, whoa, whoa, you guys are crazy. I'm just, I'm just going to take Paul back and look after him and you guys can sort out your own fights because there was a riot beginning. Same can be seen if, if we are holding our differences against one another um, out in the world. It doesn't matter how eloquently we might be able to share the good news of Jesus or um, how warm an invitation we might be able to make. If they can see that we can't love one another, um, then our invitation can be totally emptied of all of its power. Um, it's wonderful that the churches can get together and, and have this kind of ecumenical unity movement sort of thing, um, but another way that this can particularly happen is on the ground. Um, you know, I've seen that whether it's in your uni or in your workplace or in your family, um, there might be Christians who aren't Catholics or Christians who express their belief in slightly different ways. But again, if God's wanting to shine his light through your witness of faith, um, it's going to be torn down or it's going to be stripped of its power if you're not able to be united with or you have an animosity with these other Christians in that sphere. Um, so let's be open to, I think, you know, in whatever spheres you find yourself, be, befriend um, those other Christians that are there. Join with them in praying for the others in that circle who don't know Jesus because um, God's heart is that you would be one with them and that in being one with them that you would be able to bring um, his goodness and his love so much more effectively, so much more powerfully to those others there. Let's um, ask that we would capture something and be captured by Jesus' heart for this love to be present in the world be present between all of us, his disciples.